You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast over here at the Locked On Podcast. Now we're giving you the best insight, news analysis, and coverage on all things Broncos related every single day over here. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst covering the Denver Broncos and the NFL. Any action that goes on across the world of football, you can be sure that I am locked into it, covering it, providing whatever analysis I can. You guys can follow me on Twitter for more interaction at Cody Rourke NFL, and we're going to start doing something a little bit differently over here at the Locked On Broncos podcast. And it's something I'm very passionate about. We put out a survey over the weekend asking listeners of the show, what could we do to make your experience even better? What do you love about the show? And what do you think would be even better to add to the show? So Monday through Friday on the Locked On Broncos podcast, there will be a fan segment every single day. Now stay tuned here. Mondays will be a Reddit Ask Me Anything question. We're going to take to Reddit on the Denver Broncos subreddit. They're asking questions to Broncos country and answering them here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. That segment will be called Fourth and Inches over there. Tuesday, which is today's episode, we're starting it off with a bang. Our listener voicemail series every Tuesday, we'll be doing fan voicemails of the show with fans of Locked On Broncos, Denver Broncos fans, NFL fans, leaving voicemails at our call in line, 970-541-2966. We're going to call that Moving the Sticks. We're going to play fan voicemails. We're going to react to it, answer their questions, and give our analysis based on what they said as well in a segment. Wednesday will be a mailbag session for the fans. We're calling it mailing it in every Wednesday. It'll be a mailbag appearance for Lockdown Broncos fans and listeners. Thursday, we're heading to Periscope for an Ask Me Anything live Periscope edition called On the Clock for Lockdown Broncos. And Friday, guess what? We're bringing back Fan Friday. This is going to be a huge effort. And if you're a listener of Lockdown Broncos, you want to be on the show, we'll find a way to make it happen. But we're giving back for Fan Friday. We're going to call it the 12th Man segment. One listener of the Lockdown Broncos. Broncos podcast will be joining us every Friday to talk a little bit about their fandom, why they became a fan, what the Broncos organization means to them. But we're getting more fans involved here on the show. Obviously, in the during the offseason, during the season, we'll have more interviews, more guests from around the National Football League and the Denver Broncos and those on the Broncos beat we'll be having here as well. So a lot of good changes that I wanted to bring forth to everybody. I, I think getting the fans more so involved in the show is very, very important. And, and based on the feedback that we got from the survey, that's what you guys, that's what you, the listeners, wanted going forward. So I'm very excited to be bringing that to you today. So segment number one of today's show, we are getting into our Moving the Chain segment. We hear from a couple listeners in Broncos country who called the voicemail on Monday to leave their Broncos analysis and takes. We're going to react to my man Patrick Coyote and Christopher Allen. Thank you guys for calling in to the Broncos call line. If you want to call into the Broncos call line, we'll use it in the next episode as well. All you got to do is text or call us at 970 
541-2966 to be included in the show. If you leave a voicemail, you can send to us using your audio on air, Locked On Broncos. I want to thank the fans once again for being special as always. So with that in mind, let's take a minute really here. Segment number one, we're going to do the voicemail segment. Segment number two, we're going to take a look around the National Football League, some NFL news. It may impact the Broncos, but a certain quarterback decided to declare fully commit 110% to football and the National Football League. What does that mean for the Broncos? Also, free agency, taking a look at the Broncos free agency targets maybe if they don't go quarterback in the draft that they may address the quarterback position or backup quarterback position in free agency this year. We're going to take a look at why some certain topics that have been brought up regarding certain quarterbacks is not a good idea for Broncos country going forward. And I think it all plays into segment number three, which we talk about Coach Fangio, who sat down with Woody Page, talking about how the Broncos can no longer put Band-Aids on obviously having self-inflicted wounds over the last couple of seasons. They can't put Band-Aids on those wounds anymore. They got to find a way to be smart, but they also have to find a way to compete down the road. We're going to take a look at what Coach Fangio had to say. We're going to give our own personal spin over here at the Locked On Broncos podcast. So let's jump into Moving the Chains, our fan segment of the day here on Tuesday's edition of Locked On Broncos. We head to the Locked On Broncos voicemail line and we hear from our good friend, Christopher Allen, and we get his thoughts on the Broncos and maybe what they have to do in free agency. This is Chris Allen. I think the top two free agent um, positions that need to be addressed are linebacker and offensive line. I think those are probably the top two and stick with those um, with the money that they have and the availability of, of top tier free agents. I think some of the other positions probably need to be addressed in the draft, including quarterback. But I would say linebacker and O-line for now. Thanks. Bye. Chris, I want to thank you for using the Locked On Broncos call in line. Great question. I, I think you make a great point. I, I think the Broncos have to go with an inside linebacker. They have to get some versatility. We talked about it really at the at the top of the free agency wish list, I think, for Broncos fans in terms of looking at what they need defensively. I think inside linebacker is the biggest one. We've touched base on that several episodes here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But yeah, versatility as an inside linebacker is something the Broncos defense hasn't had in a while. That would be something that bring them back to, I think, being really competitive when you go up against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs that can utilize a lot of different weapons across the middle of the field where other teams really picked on the Broncos inside linebackers. That's an area they have to improve. And under Vic Fangio's system, I think they absolutely can. And I absolutely think that they will. Now, in terms of offensive line and quarterback, I I think the Broncos maybe need to take a look at left guard a little bit. Ron Leary coming back from Achilles. Max Garcia coming back from an ACL. The Broncos have a tough decision to make coming up here in March where his salary will become fully guaranteed. They'll have to pay him, but is it an easy out for the Broncos to part ways with Ron Leary? I'm thinking that that might be a move that we see happen as a cap casualty alongside with Darian Stewart. You might have to take a look at who can the Broncos maybe pursue in free agency on the offensive line. Trent Brown, a tackle being listed as one of them. You know, if Jared Vildier isn't re-signed by the Broncos. I think that's a great point. Quarterback. I think the, you know the Broncos could address that position, which we'll talk about a little bit more here in segment number two coming up. 
I think they could address that this year in free agency for a backup quarterback, but I think long-term they'll look to draft a guy. They may have three quarterbacks on the roster. Could be a guy in free agency they pick up and then a rookie they draft with the 10th pick in the draft. We'll talk about that a little bit coming up in segment number two. Our next guy, he used our Lockdown Broncos text in line, our good friend Patrick Coyote. He said, hey guys, now that the coaching staff is full and we head into draft season, what direction do you think the Broncos head in free agency? Is there a specific position group that will get more attention in the market? Also, what are your thoughts on possibly trading down from 10? Personally, I think there's too much defensive talent to pass up, but I know John Elway is high on Drew Locke, and if he is gone, I could see them trying to move down. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Patrick, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you always interacting with us on Twitter, using our voicemail line, or even using our text in line. So you guys can also text us at 970-541-2966 if you don't want to leave a voicemail on air to be used. But yeah, Patrick, I think really the primary focus is what positions can we upgrade via free agency and what positions can we add long-term down the line to make our team better in years to come via the NFL draft? Is that quarterback? Is that Drew Locke at pick number 10? Will he even be there at pick 10? There's some talk that the Broncos may have interest in moving up in order to get him because right now Drew Locke is being more talked about outside of the next quarterback we're going to talk about in segment number two. So uh, stay tuned for that. Patrick going to answer part of your question here in segment number two. But before we get to that segment, I got to remind you guys, as you get to work and when you go on your morning commute, whether it be in the morning, you get home from work or you're on your way to work, do not use your cell phone to look up a podcast. All you got to do is tell your smart assistant on your phone, your virtual assistant, to play podcast Locked On Broncos to get you home safely or get you to work in the morning safely. So instead of being distracted, looking down at your phone, say, hey, Siri, play podcast Locked On Broncos and get to work safely by listening to it on your smartphone assistant today. All right, and around the NFL, a certain quarterback prospect in this year's NFL draft has officially committed. He's officially committed 110% into the National Football League. And, and, you know, there was the first time I said it uh, for our one listener that left us uh, some feedback on the anonymous survey that him and his wife actually created a drinking game for how many times I say National Football League in a show. So that second one I just said there doesn't count. But yes, the first one, that was my first one. So drink up. (laughs) But anyways, I think that's a cool thing there. Um, So really to answer the point, you know, Kyler Murray has officially committed to football 100%. Now, he's all in. He's already going through a training program. He's going to the NFL Combine. Baseball is done for, for as of right now. Right now, NFL general managers and executives have it in their mind because he came out and officially stated he is declaring for the NFL draft completely. He's all in. No worry about is he going to choose baseball or football. He chose football. So Kyler Murray now becomes an intriguing prospect as the NFL world awaits the top 10. What is going to happen with Kyler Murray now that he has officially committed to football? There's been a lot of talk around the National Football League. There's been a lot of talk around the draft community, people I've spoken to, regarding Kyler Murray. He's a talented player, Heisman winner. But the question is, with his size, with his height, is that too much of an issue? There was similar talk last year with Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. And then he came in and electrified the Cleveland Browns offense. What does this mean for a guy like Kyler Murray, who, in my opinion, on film, he has a lot of great intangibles. He's got the athletic ability that I think is necessary to have in the National Football League in today's age of the offensive game where quarterbacks are scrambling, they're throwing on the run more so. He can do that. 
The biggest question is, can he step up into the pocket and can he throw the ball? We saw several plays against Alabama where he did that. However, the one thing we saw on film for Kyler Murray against Alabama, against pretty good defenses, was he got frustrated a little bit. Teams at, at the very beginning of games would find ways to get to him a little bit. I remember that Alabama game early on in that first half. Bama was getting to Kyler Murray, sacking him, forcing errant throws, and that became a little bit too much for him. Now, he, he responded really well. He came back and played a, a terrific game in the second half for the Oklahoma Sooners, but the question remains, can he do that in the National Football League? Oh, I said it again. Can he do it in the NFL against talent that is bigger, faster, more disciplined, and stronger? That is going to be the biggest question for him. He's listed around 5'9", 5'10". It varies from here to there. We'll find out officially come the NFL Combine, which is actually coming up here very, very soon. We'll have complete coverage of that over here at the Locked On Broncos podcast as well. But what does this do for the Broncos if they have strong interest in Drew Locke? From what I've been told, the Broncos have no interest right now in looking in, in terms of maybe drafting a guy like Kyler Murray. I think for various reasons. It, it, I, I think the move is a little bit more risky than it is rewarding at that time. And the Broncos, who've been burnt in the past by these types of mistakes of playing with fire, gambling a little bit with the risky part over the reward part, it definitely played out in, in, not in their favor. You know, we saw that with Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum so far. You know, his first year in Denver hadn't been what anybody had expected. Now, the thing going forward in terms of evaluating whether or not Kyler Murray, you know, like I said, people I've talked to initially before he committed to football, when he was up in the air, whether or not it was going to be baseball or football, that right there dropped him out of the top 20 from some people I talked to that are involved in the NFL draft process, experts around the draft and that time of the year when that comes around. That is going to be an interesting narrative to follow now that Kyler Murray is officially on the market. He's open. He's going to be eligible to be drafted in the first round wherever any NFL team may decide to draft him. What teams could utilize a guy like him? That's the big question. Very talented young guy, a very talented athlete. He plays baseball. So I think everybody's looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. And this is the weird thing with the NFL and recency biases. You look at coaches, everyone's looking for the next Sean McVay. You look at quarterbacks. Now all of a sudden people are looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. You can't look for guys of that stature in every prospect that you evaluate. You have to really personalize it to the strengths of that player. And and the Broncos and Rich Scangarillo, they're going to do that with whoever's their quarterback. The whole coaching staff is going to evaluate, here's where we struggled in 2018. Here's where I'm not so convinced that we can sustain this in 2019. Let's upgrade at this position, whether that be offensive line, linebacker, cornerback, you know, running back, for example, which, you know, in the Broncos case is not an issue. Wide receiver, not really an issue there. So the Broncos are taking a look at everything. But the you know thing with Kyler Murray officially declaring to be ready for the NFL draft, he's all in on football. That opens it up for the Broncos to get more of a feel on what teams are going to do now because some teams might be more intrigued with Kyler Murray than they are with Drew Locke, which the Broncos, Drew Locke, heavily linked together, that could be something that we keep an eye on to follow because it could really impact the entire draft. The Broncos could move up. There's been some talk about them moving up from pick number 10 to the second pick in the draft, becoming trade partners 
potentially with the 49ers if the Jets are looking to maybe get another guy. You know, I think the question is with Sam Darnold as their quarterback is they saw some inconsistencies. Now, will a new offensive staff, will Adam Gase be a guy that can turn a guy like Sam Darnold around, maybe utilize a little bit more of his strengths? He absolutely lit up Denver, so there might be a thing there. I doubt New York goes quarterback. I would be very surprised. I think it would be dumb. Uh, There's been some talk. There's been some draft boards that I've seen that have them picking a quarterback. It doesn't make any sense to me. The teams you got to worry about, in my opinion, Jacksonville, New York Giants. Those are teams that may be vying to get a quarterback, and it could be a guy by the name of Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins, who's not really getting talked about a lot in the media. I mean, you, you go on ESPN, you go on NFL Network. Not a lot of people are mentioning Dwayne Haskins. I think the last thing we heard about Dwayne Haskins was from Stephen A. Smith, who said, based on looking at him and watching him, he's more of a runner than he is a thrower, which is absolutely false. That is a, a guy, a prime example that doesn't watch the game of football, period. He's never watched an ounce of film. He just watches box score. Or even if you look at the box score, Dwayne Haskins didn't run for a lot of yards. He was a primary throwing quarterback. So not a lot of talk right now on Dwayne Haskins. Drew Locke being a subject of many discussions there. Uh, Will Greer being a late, maybe day two, day three type guy from what I'm being told. So we'll follow all that stuff as draft coverage ramps up over here at the Locked On Broncos podcast. But the Broncos can't avoid to make the mistake of maybe getting uh, a guy like Joe Flacco. I know there's been discussions. There's been people predicting Joe Flacco possibly to the Broncos. Probably not going to happen because what does that mean going forward? It's leading into what we're going to talk about in segment number three, Coach Fangio saying that the Broncos cannot put band-aids on issues that have been hindering them from having success, which we're going to talk about here in segment number three coming up. But I got to remind you guys to go to Twitter right now and go to the Locked On Broncos Twitter handle at Locked On Broncos. Please click follow. We will follow you back on the Locked On Broncos Twitter handle. Stay tuned there for our poll of the day as well as our schedule for our fan segments Monday through Friday here on the Locked Locked On Broncos podcast. Coach Fangio sat down with Woody Page of the Colorado Springs Gazette, and it was a great discussion. If you haven't seen the article, there's a paywall there you're going to have to get through first. But I thought Coach Fangio touched base on some things that I felt very passionate about over the course of the years. And I think, you know, I've had this discussion many times with, with members around Broncos country about the Broncos have some of these issues on their team. They have it also in the front office in certain areas. They have this issue in terms of who's on the roster. They have some band-aids they have some temporary fixes but when we look at the long-term success for the Broncos will these you know will the player playing at this position will they be contributing to that long-term success coach Fangio had said it best in my honest opinion when sitting down with Woody Page he said they cannot put band-aids on these issues anymore they were putting band-aids on every little problem that they had, and that goes back to his days with the Chicago Bears. He, he was talking about the Bears, and really their philosophy was to put Band-Aids on the issues that would hinder them from being a good football team. He said the Broncos can't do that. The Broncos cannot put Band-Aids on areas of the team where there are evident weaknesses. And I think that's something we had to take strongly into consideration because the Broncos are not at a point in their franchise right now where they can just sit on their hands and hope and wait that draft picks pan out, which so far the 2018 draft picks, they've absolutely panned out. The 2017 draft picks, some of the 2016 draft picks have panned out for the Broncos despite the popular narrative that John Elway can't draft. They they're still they have to do a better job and I think they're improving, they're learning from them. I've been very vocal about that. But the Broncos can't sit and afford to wait and say, well, you know, I hope this guy develops nicely to where he can get on the field and play. The Broncos have to make business moves right now, and that 
might involve letting go some guys, unfortunately. You know, there, there's a lot of talk right now about Darian Stewart possibly have played in his last game as a Denver Bronco. He contributed nicely to the Broncos in his career there. Battled some injuries, but time catches up with everybody. It became more of an issue in terms of his ability to cover in the passing game. When it comes to stopping the run, Darian Stewart, phenomenal. But in the pass coverage game, it left the Broncos very, very vulnerable, giving up big explosive plays. And, and something that Ed Donatel and Coach Fangio have preached is, we can't give up explosive plays. We have to do our job. We have to go back to teaching fundamentals. We can't put our guys in positions to not succeed. And that is a big thing in terms of a band-aid, which the last two seasons, the Broncos, so much talent defensively. I don't know how many times we've said it. The Broncos have a lot of defensive talent. It was the strong point of their whole entire roster the last two seasons. But there were band-aids there. There were absolute band-aids in terms of technique, coverage, scheme, defensively. Those were all band-aids because that talent that the Broncos had defensively wasn't being utilized in the way that kept them successful back in 2015. The NFL evolved. The Broncos defense stayed the same. They got rid of some of the concepts that Wade Phillips had embodied that made them very competitive, very good. They played a little bit more zone coverage. They played back. They played off on third and two, and that led to big issues. Those are band-aids. What Coach Fangio, Coach Donatel, and this entire coaching staff for the Broncos organization is focused on, and it starts with him and the fact that he's talking about this early right now in terms of his leadership style and what he expects and outlines for the team is so important for the Broncos going forward. Now, here's another thing there. He was talking about free agency. He was talking about the draft. He says, we can't do everything to just get to 8-8 eight and eight now or be 3-13 thir- and 13 in 2021. Does that mean that we won't go get a veteran in free agency that will help us for a year or two? We can do that, but we can't go and throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and hope it sticks. So I, I think the, the reaction is that so many people, and it's easy when there's free agency and there's veterans that are becoming available, is we got to go get this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and all of a sudden our issues will be fixed. That is not always what works. The Broncos have been on the the good receiving end of free agency acquisitions over the course of the seasons. Pan out really well for them. However, they have to continue to evolve. They have to figure out, okay, is this guy a good fit for our scheme, our culture, what we embody, what we want to have for this organization? Not just in 2019, but two, three, four years down the road. It's about what is going to happen, what they're doing right now that will help them in years to come. That is a huge thing. And he talks about the draft. He gave a little bit of insight in terms of the Broncos picking 10th in this year's draft. You know, he said something along the lines of, do we go for a high draft choice and find out he's not what we had hoped for or throw a ton of money for somebody, a veteran, and he turns out not to be worth it? He said, we have to be smart. The Broncos absolutely have to be smart this offseason in free agency, which starts next month. They have to be smart in terms of the NFL draft and who they're bringing in. The biggest thing is no Band-Aids will be the solution. Got to get Gorilla Groove for that stuff. I mean, you have to. Some of the wounds that the Broncos have had on their roster, offensively, defensively, culture, um, coordinating stuff, a lot of these things have wounds that have been placed, you know, band-aids have been placed on that. You got to gorilla glue that thing because that's the only way to fix it. You got to address it long term, let it heal, and build something for the future. And I think that's what the Broncos are aiming to do. And, and so far, Coach Fangio, the absolute right guy, saying all the right things in terms of mission statement, vision, philosophy. It is absolutely necessary and imperative for the Broncos to embrace this because that is what's going to change the culture that has been there. Let's go back to when. 
before Coach Fangio became a member of the Chicago Bears coaching staff. Before that, they were really struggling, no discipline. They threw a lot of money. They had a lot of old guys on the team, as he had quoted. They didn't have a lot of young talent there that was developing, and they struggled. He said the moment they came in and made these changes, they got guys that were willing to buy into what they were going to do, what they were going to embody as the culture of their organization on and off the field. That is the biggest thing, and the Broncos look to do that with Coach Fangio in 2019. And not just 2019, but beyond 2019 as a whole for the organization. Can Coach Fangio turn the ship around? It may take some time, but are you willing to be patient enough? That's the question I ask, and I will leave it to you with that. Broncos fans, thank you so much for tuning in once again for another episode of the show. Don't forget, tomorrow's edition is a mailbag episode for Broncos country. Send your mailbag questions to me at Cody Work NFL. And guess what? We are going to answer it. We're going to break it down on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Broncos. Don't forget to leave a review of the show on iTunes. Tell us what you love about the show. We got a contest giveaway coming up here this week. We're going to announce the details of that on Valentine's Day to give back to you, the listeners of the Locked On Broncos podcast. Thankful for you. Be our Valentine on Valentine's Day. That's the big thing. Appreciate you guys. Thank you once again for tuning in. I'm your host, Cody Rourke. We'll see you tomorrow.